Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I am here. Yeah, you are here. You're right there. And then also running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. Hello. On today's show, we will talk TV. We will talk board games. And maybe more? More? Nah, we don't even know. We'll have to see. But also the geek sheet. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get I'm, a hold of us. Yeah. yeah. Via our website. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. yes no, our no, website, no. bjgeekedition.com. Yeah, right. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and that more stuff. More. More. Uh, <laughs> but just type in BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Mac and cheesy. And, ooh, ooh yeah. that sounds good. And if you want to send us an email, sometimes we will read them on the show. You can do so bjgeeknation at gmail.com. This one came from Shane in Shelton, Washington. Hey, Shane. Who uh, is talking about a live-action Shrek cast. <laughs> Me and my co-workers were discussing the recent live-action remakes that Disney has been doing, and somehow the movie Shrek came up. Here are our top picks for some of the cast. What do you think? Can you guys come up with a better cast? For Shrek and Donkey, they said Shaq and Eddie Murphy or The Rock and Heck Kevin Hart. Which I think The Rock and Kevin Hart would be pretty amazing. Mm, I feel like I'm kind of like over Kevin Hart. Really? Especially with Kevin Hart and The Rock. I'm kind of like oh. Eddie Murphy. Nobody else could be Donkey but Eddie Murphy. Okay, so you still have to keep Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy as Donkey. Yes. And it's going to be CGI anyway, so yeah. does it matter? No, not really. But that, you know, I'll tell you, and <laughs> Vicky makes a point. I think this is why The Lion King did not go over well because some people felt the performances, the vocal performances on the on the live action Lion King, a little more were flat. not as yeah. good as the animated one. People said it lacked soul with some of the characters. If I was going to pick a Shrek, it would have to be David Harbour. No, <laughs> how is this accent? Okay, that is right? perfect. That would be funny. And think that and again. You know, Mike Myers. That's again an He's iconic great. voice for that for mm-hmm. that character. That's the tough one. It's like I mean, he did a really good job with all those costumes. If you ever watched, I don't know how young people are here listening, but if you remember all the Austin Powers movies, oh. and he would dress up in wow. those big giant costumes, yeah. I feel like he could pull it off. <laughs> and then I mean, even just like looking at uh, if you see some of the old footage, uh, Chris Farley originally did mm-hmm. the voicing of Shrek. And if you listen to those... It's weird. It's not Mike Myers. So oh. a lot of people are like, well, that it doesn't seem they, right. Was that like a, a casting thing? It was, yes. I mean, like yeah. a casting call, it was never released? Uh, I, 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 I'm I, not 100% on exactly what came about, but I think it was because he was originally cast as it and then it passed away. Yep. But it might have just been some like test screening sort of oh. stuff. So, but he, there are- and Does it sound weird? It doesn't sound like- It does. It does sound a little strange. Actually, uh, we uh, we have the audio if you want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, let's take a listen. Nothing like a fire and a noble romantic mission to warm the cockles of your heart. Yeah. I like my cockles room temperature, thank you very much. Ooh, yeah. Hey, if you're not doing this for cockle warming, why are you doing it? Simple. 
Fartwad gets his princess, I get what I want. Which is? Now come on, what do you want? I don't have time to set it to music. Oh, this is another one of those onion things. No, this is one of those... Yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not feeling wow. that at all. It's not only because it's not the accent, but I think it's, I mean, granted, this was probably around towards the end of his life, because he died in 97, and Shrek came out, I think, in 2001. So you know they were, do, this was back when, C, like, the, not CGI, but that graphic animation style yeah. was, like, new. So, like, Shrek was pretty revolutionary for its time, just image-wise. Yeah, I just, I, I, could, I can't so, see anyone besides that, so maybe they just don't remake Shrek. Just no, don't he, guys. he like his his voice, his delivery just felt like he was reading something while a little stoned. Yeah, it really. Like it wasn't there was nothing like there was nothing like <laughs> you know donkey. <laughs> well, I think that's you got to give and, and sometimes you give those actors credit and they mm -hmm. say you know what no the character should sound like this. <laughs> well, and, and you know and that's Mike Myers. I think he just brings that to characters when he does them. And I had read like the behind the scenes on it and take it with her and it's all because it's the internet. He had apparently recorded all the lines as Mike Myers, basically. And then he's like, you know what? This doesn't sound right. And then he did yeah. the iconic Shrek voice and they redid it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you which actually cost him a, a fair amount of money Well, as then well. that makes sense. So, And Chris Farley just didn't do that. Yeah. No. And so, uh, Shane, thank you very much for that email. Yeah. Um, but I, hopefully they don't uh, make any uh, live action remakes of Shrek. Who should be Princess Fiona? Uh, well, he did say Rebel Wilson for the ogre. Ooh. And then also uh, just having Cameron Diaz. Again, but she's, she quit acting though. Did she? Yeah, she's Aww. either taking a long, long break or she's just quit for now. And uh, he did say uh, Peter Dinklage as Lord Fartwad, as you heard in that Fart one. Fartquad. Fartquad. Fart I know, uh, but they yeah. call him Fartwad, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, thanks again, Shane, for the email. That's cute. Let's talk some television because there's still a lot of TV that BJ and actually Joe and maybe myself have won. Maybe. 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 Let's start with one that you told me about, BJ, Mythic Quest. Oh, yeah. And well. This is on Apple TV, correct? Correct? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Apple TV Plus, which is, you know, people oh, yeah, are forgetting yeah, yeah. Apple TV Plus because, you know, Disney Plus was, is out there and taking a lot of the fanfare. But yes, Apple TV has their own, uh, you know, their own streaming service networky thing. And this is a, this is basically a comedy that's set in a video game development studio Starring Mac from It's Always Sunny. Oh, and, Rob uh, McElhenney. Yeah, and I and, and yeah, I Rob McElhenney right. uh, <laughs> or McElhenney, however he says, however he says his name, I just call him Mac all the time. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, Charlie Day actually and Rob are one of the creators of this, along with really? Megan Gantz. Oh, Charlie, funny. I haven't seen. I've only watched a couple of episodes. I haven't seen Charlie if he's in it at all. Uh, but this is basically watching the behind the scenes of how a massive video game gets done. And Ooh. this is a sequel to a massive video game. And you've got all the tropes in there, including a 14-year-old video game reviewer that they, they, they need him to love their game or they, the, all their work will be for naught. And his name is Pootie Shoe. Which, Pootie uh, Shoe. I wonder if that's making fun like of anybody. PewDiePie? Maybe. Uh -oh. <laughs> Pootie um, Shoe? So I think I was of, of something more tangy. <laughs> think of what Ew. the guild did for you know turning uh, the world of uh, online gaming, you know, uh, and questing together and MMO playing turned mm -hmm. into, turn that into a comedy. Now this is what this does for the for the you know basically video game developer studios that all the hijinks that would go on in there and all the different characters, the finance guy and the people that create the the art, the the person that actually creates the storyline. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is in this, who is a he's a tremendous actor, old 
school who uh, plays uh, well a very he just he plays this sort of rogue of a guy that everybody thinks is gross, but he's the one that puts all the all the story into the video game. Oh, and it's called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, which is the sequel to the highly popular Mythic Quest uh, video game in this world. Oh, interesting. And um, it's uh, it's it's well done. It's a good comedy, and uh, you might see some people you know, some people you don't know. Uh, Mac is great in it, and so uh, I, I've watched a couple of episodes so far, and it's if you've got Apple TV Plus anyway, uh, or if you were thinking about getting it, this is another good reason why you should get it. Right on, right on. It sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out because, uh, well, the uh, the old wife ski got a new uh, Apple phone, and you get a year. Worth uh, worth of Apple TV with that, so uh, we have it. We just got to figure it all out. It's fun to see, you know, what the always sunny people will do beyond always sunny because you've got yeah. Charlie and, and Mac actually combining for this one along with uh, uh, Megan Gans, and so we'll see, you know we'll see or we'll see what they do. And one that I talked about a while ago was uh, Future Man. Oh, yeah. Which it seems that BJ, uh, you have just gotten on the old boat on that one. I thought accidentally. S- yeah, <laughs> I thought somebody talked about this. I was just going to go. I said, you know what? I haven't watched the. Rest of the Handmaid's Tale, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that, and I, I pop on Hulu, and then I saw all of a sudden this Future Man thing, and I and and, and it must be because you spoke about it a while ago because mm-hmm. it sort of said, "Hey, I don't know why, but this I, let me give this a try," and it features Josh Hutcherman, uh, Hutcherson. Hutcherson. Hutcherson, yeah, him too. Uh, you know the dude, the 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 Hunger dude Games. from. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Any other sentences you need to be? Uh, I think they all need you? to be completed because I'm going. <laughs> Uh, and I haven't watched all of the episodes of the first season yet. I've only watched a couple, but uh, Joey tells me I should keep watching because even more people who I know from the world of acting show up. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so weird. This show has a huge budget. Yeah. I was not expecting it because, you know, BJ said, hey, I'm watching this new kind of weird comedy, geeky comedy, and it is definitely out there. It is extreme. Yeah. In terms of what they do on the show. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but um, if you watch 10 minutes into it, you'll find out. It's definitely for adults. Yeah. Ron yeah. Funches has, during the the first episode, has one of the best cameos. Oh, yeah. yeah fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, yeah, it was fun to see him. I forgot all about the fact that he was in it. You're right. That was fun. And I'm just watching it. And like, this, I don't mean the story is not anything special, but they know it and they're like, okay with it. They break that wall over and over and over again. And I think that's what makes it good. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but the budget is so big that you're like, what is going on? Am I yeah. watching a real show? Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it, it totally pokes fun at its own self, but it is, it's a worthwhile watch and they have two seasons. I think they yeah, put the, out two seasons. the second seasons. season just dropped. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. The, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why it was on your radar there. Exactly. I think that's why they put it up there. Say, hey, here's a new season. I'm going, how do I not even know about this? This is the second season. Um, it is a fun watch. It is it is way over the top. It is low-lying fruit. But mm-hmm. then, like Joe said, it's like, next thing you know, you're going, that's a pretty good action scene. How much money did they put into this? <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's, it feels cheesy, though it doesn't look cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that they have the normal tropes for like, we're not going to kill anyone. And then in the next episode, they're like, you know what? We're done with that trope. We're killing everyone. And yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even to the point where you've got like, and, and the storyline. If you're if you're a video gamer, uh, basically the storyline is, hey, a video game is going to come to life. It's pretty mm-hmm. much the idea of yeah. this. Yeah. And some of the characters are funny because they're from the video game. And so when you meet them in real life as real people, they're saying things like when they're fighting, they're saying headshot. Yeah. You know, this is like they're, they're just saying all the goofy lines that you have from old school video games. You go like, yeah, why is this character saying this? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're completely two dimensional. 
which is what yeah. I like. At least the video yeah. game. At least the, yeah. or the people from the video game, mm-hmm. if you will. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, it's a fun show, and, and and like Joe says, they put enough money into it that you go, you know what? I, I, it's actually fun to watch. Yeah, my favorite part so far is he's uh, one of the uh, guys from the future is watching a kid play Mortal Kombat at the arcade, and he goes, "Where did he get that training simulator?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. Yeah, it's uh, and it's on Hulu, by the way. It's called Future Man. Nice. And then finally, talking television with his Dark Materials. We've mentioned it a couple of times, but you're uh, continuing to watch it, BJ. Well, it wrapped up. Oh, and, okay, yeah, okay, and, and, okay. And because I haven't been here, I haven't been able to talk to it. But I really That's did want to. I did want to at least give a mention of what I thought of the first season. If you watch the movie uh, with Daniel Craig and uh, Nicole Kidman, Uh, you you may know everything uh, you need to know about this story. Uh, I only know what happened at the end of the first season, Uh, and and it was a a good show, and it it starred uh, Daphne Keene, who played X-23 in uh, Mm -hmm. Logan, and uh, so she really did a good job. Yeah, I keep getting confused with that uh, vampire movie. Vampire movie or show? What we do in the darkness? Oh yeah, what oh, we yeah. do in the shadows? That no, one. For some yeah. reason, I get those two confused. Uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing like, like that it. at all. No, it's just the titles. <laughs> for some reason, my brain's like, oh, you've been watching the vampire show, BJ. Yeah, and oh, of course, now I'm tracking. And Rev, of course, uh, he likes it because you, you've got you've got bears and battle armor. So yeah, you get to see them in the first season. Oh right? yeah, you do. All right, oh, all right. Oh, okay, dude, they, cool. They, 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 this is worth a watch. If that's what you want to see, mm-hmm. it's worth a watch. Wait, Rev, you um, haven't seen the bear on bear action yet. Uh, haven't seen bear on bear. Action? I have not seen hot bear on bear action. Oh, there is some oh, action. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, is there uh, battle elephants? Because then I think Joey would be. In. I, you know what? This this did get that itch. You know, it scratched that itch for me. Close there were battle right. bears. Very yeah. Close. <laughs> the elephants didn't make it on the show. The elephants never make it anywhere, man. They're too big, <laughs> but still recommended there, BJ. Yeah, it's a good show. They do a nice job with it. Um, it's it's got a lot of British actors in it, and um, it's I th- I think that probably what was the problem with the movie was is you needed more time to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, based the Golden Compass was yeah. the movie, uh, and uh, his Dark Materials uh, really gets into it. And I never watched the Golden Compass. I might. Uh, I just don't want to spoil the ending for myself. So it's like they're having another season. So I don't know if the Golden Compass oh. will show me more than what I've seen in the first season. Yeah, just stick to the TV uh, show, man. Yeah, and um, <laughs> James McAvoy is in it for uh, you know a couple of episodes oh, yeah. here and there, and he's got a mysterious role. And uh, really, uh, it, it's it's well done. I I and, and the idea is is that this is a parallel universe to ours, which. Um, yeah. You, you know, the, I mean, maybe I'm, I, I could be spoiling a little bit, but I mean, I, I don't think I am because I'm not 100% sure, but you realize it's not our world. You go, okay, this is a different world because instead of having a soul in your body, which is what we think of in our world, if anybody who believes in a soul, in this world, your soul is in a demon, a familiar, if you will, and it's, a, it's an animal creature that travels with you and needs to be by your side. That's where your soul resides and you can have a conversation with it. It almost seems like it has its own personality. And that's what every being in this world is like. And then eventually we find out, oh, wait a minute, this is a parallel dimension to our world. Because oh. we go back and we see that they're just talking to you know, some characters that cross over and talk to regular people that look like, you know, they, oh, they, they look like us. And they look like they have our technology and our world. And so this is fascinating. And I thought that's kind of cool. We'll see where this all goes. Magic and stuff is kind of prevalent a little bit in this other dimension. But well done. It's on HBO, and which means you can watch it anytime on HBO because they keep all their shows forever. Nice. Perfect. Now, BJ, stick around because we need some board game discussions. Yeah, we do. Uh, you haven't been here to be able to talk board games, and I know that we do have the BGA, which uh, comes out every Tuesdays, Woo. and that's got Vicky and Joe and... Yeah. 
all of the other uh, people. Josh of and the, Sean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> the people who may or may not be the nemesis of BJ over here. And we're all very stoked because tomorrow, uh, all of us, Vicky, myself, uh, Joey D's and, and and Sean and Josh, we are all leaving for Dice Tower West, That's which is the right. huge convention. Very, very excited. Huge board game convention put on by Dice Tower, which is one of the premier video game, uh, I should say video board game reviews mm-hmm. out there on YouTube, as well as they have podcasts. They got a ton of everything. Um, so and it's in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Vegas. Can't be <laughs> Get that buffet. So Joey Dees, he is the Vegas expert, so he might drag me away from the game table because he knows where to go in Vegas <laughs> for all the good stuff. But what have uh, you been playing recently? Well, uh, a couple games. I will tell you about a game you can't get now and a game you can get now. Oh, okay. Uh, well, when I say you, can, you can't get it now, I don't think you're going to want to get it now. Huh? And here's why. The game is called Clash of Cultures. I want to thank our buddy Isaac, who uh, one of our game group friends, uh, one of Vicky's buddies that she introduced us to. Uh, he brought this to the game table. Uh, we were down at, uh, the, I think, the game shelf in Kent, and uh, we were playing this game. I love my 4X games. Usually 4X games, you know, yeah. explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. They exterminate. usually take place in space. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thanks to the Sid Meier Civilization games that were always out there, those are also 4X games, and some would argue they were the first 4X game to come around, any kind of civilization-building game. Clash of Cultures is a game just like that, and it is. Uh, it was made by Christian Marcusen. If you've ever known the game Merchants and Marauders, that's him. And it is a civilization game. And basically, you have your civilization, and you will try to explore all these unseen hexes with fogs of war, which is kind of cool. Nice. So you literally are exploring. Mm-hmm. And if you don't explore, you really can't get anywhere. You can't be seen. So you you know, in this game, you do have to spread out. Or if somebody wants to get to you, you got to spread out. And you've got a, a massive tech tree, which is fantastic. And you've got different units you can build. This is also city building. It's sort of fascinating that you build your city. City, and then you build buildings onto a city in each hex that you're in, and uh, huh. those will give you victory points as well as access different abilities for you when you build them. And uh, it goes hand in hand with this tech tree. There are missions and things that you can exchange with people. I love this. If you draw a mission card in games, you go, oh, I can't do this. This isn't really suited for what I'm doing and what I've been going on. Well, you can trade these in this game. And boy, you can be shrewd. I made a couple of shrewd trades in this game that people shouldn't have made with me because they just gave me points. Oh. I'm like, and so you're you're like one of those people when you're trading. It's one of the most infuriating things when I board game with you because you're always like, "This is a great deal for you. This is a ma- ma- massive, awesome deal for you." But I know deep down that it's always going to be better for you. And just the fact that people are just giving you trades is oh, that's that drives me. You nuts. say the word trade, but it's more like a demand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I demand you give me these, and I will, through my generosity, yes, bequeath you upon go. you <laughs> these <laughs> other little things there here. Are, yeah, there are certain a games pittance. that have. There are certain games that have negotiations that you're right. It makes more like demands, and you got to hold people hostage. <laughs> In this game, though, you literally do have stuff that you go, I can't use this. Maybe so. You show them the stuff before the trade happens. They get to see exactly what you're offering them. Oh, all right, so you all really right, can't yeah. screw anybody over because they'd be like, no, I don't want this. I'm not going to do this. Um, so, but, <laughs> okay. it's, but still, do you give me what I want to get what you want because we're both going to get something? Uh, there were just a couple of people that made mistakes and gave me, they said, all right, I'll take this. I can do this. And then they realized, oh my God, there's no way I can do this. Why did I take this? Okay. And that, meanwhile, I'm like- the, Through fault of their own And there. meanwhile, it's like, <laughs> and I will score two points, please. Um, it, I really, really like this game a lot. So I said, okay, I'm going 
going to buy it, and I can buy it brand new. Uh, it's on Amazon for 85 bucks. Uh, it's a Z-Man game. Uh, then I wanted to buy the expansion, which offered asymmetry. It offered you oh. like 14 different faction-specific oh. tech tracks. We all wow. have the same tech. But and then not only with the fourteen specific faction tech tracks, you also got a bunch of leaders you could also have. So that added to even more asymmetry. I'm like, this game will be great if you get to play differently than anybody else. Well, that expansion is unavailable. It's like three hundred to five hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! I was going to do it because I saw somebody were. on Board Game Geek that said I got two young kids and we got medical bills and. I really need to sell the whole Clash of Cultures. I don't want to. And I'm like, you have to. It's for the kids. And then I went online and saw that, hey, hold on a second. It's being reissued at the end of the year. I think oh. WizKids has the license. So you're just going to slow it down well, a little bit? I mean, I mean, look, if, do I pay $500 or do I get the full pack that WizKids is going to put all the expansions as well as the main game? And WizKids, usually I like some of the com- I like the way they make components. And I mm-hmm. think in Clash of Cultures, I'm like, even though the components are cool, I, it looks like something that was made 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. So uh, I th- in November, I have to wait. Can you believe this? I have to wait till November to play this game brand new but it's good so be <laughs> on right. the lookout for WizKids Clash of Cultures I don't see how they can how WizKids can get this wrong because the game is already made they just have to redo it with some <laughs> new components and, and WizKids I mean look with Hero Clicks, you know they make good components they make some oh, cool yeah. stuff so absolutely so yeah I'm on the I'm on the hunt for that where you'll get everything you want <laughs> and don't have to spend $500 so, to get it so what's the one that you can get then well then let's talk about this this is an interesting game called Living Planet and our good folks at Zulu's Board Game Cafe which uh if you have, if you live in Washington State, Western Washington, and you haven't been to Zulu's, I mean, they, what's wrong with you? They really, <laughs> they are the living example of your FLGS, your friendly local game store. These guys are fantastic, but they're also a drug pusher. Oh uh, no! Oh, wow! Yeah, Girl Scout cookies? Uh, yeah. No, well, <laughs> finally, <laughs> yeah. If they yeah. started selling Girl Scout cookies and board games, oh well. Oh dear. They have great Be- ice cream there, actually. Oh okay. And they have good cookies oh, no. too. Oh, they have <laughs> peanut butter pie. Yeah, they don't. It was ridiculous. They, wow. Yeah, so they've oh. got that. Too. Oh man, yeah. Joey knows what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, uh, Ethan, uh, one, one of the one of the fine fine folks over there at Zulu's. Uh, you know, not a day goes by where he knows he knows what I'm all about. If it's a, if it has the word space or even looks like it's a space, space. If it's any kind of spacey space space spacey thing, space. you know, he'll just come by. Hey, have you see this? Boom! And he's a guy. He's like, Hey, BJ, take it home. See what you think. And it's like he knows I'm going to buy it. And <laughs> he knows as soon as I punch it, I'm going to want it, even if I. Uh, and this new game that he gave me that he just got it was it was a Kickstarter. He had a bunch, and he got a bunch of games in. Uh, it's called Living Planet, and uh, boy, I love what a lot of uh, future sci-fi people think is going to happen. They think that. When we explore in the future all these different planets and everything, it's not going to be because we want to find strange new worlds and seek out new life. We're going to want to make money. Oh, yeah. So many space games are about you are going out there to make money. Space Core is all about that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, you get profit points. It is about making cash. Uh, Space Gate is another game that came out that is, we're all trying to make money as we go out and basically (laughs) exploit all these new planets. Living Planet, I mean, they really take it to the level of, hey, we strip-mined Earth pretty badly and there's nothing left. 
But look, we found another <laughs> planet. Look. It's NYC14250. And you know what? Huzzah. We're all part of this galactic corporation, and we're all these different representatives of different galactic corporations. Let's go to NYC14250 and strip mine that as well, because it's about to blow up anyway, so what the hell? Or maybe wow. a, a strip mining, it's going to make it blow up quicker than it should. We're going to um, find that unobtainium. <laughs> well, they have vibrium, Joe. There it's very go. close to unobtainium. <laughs> uh, Wait, isn't yes. that on Wakanda? Yeah. Oh, that's vibranium. Sorry, oh, vibrium. my bad. Yes, it's vibrium, which I think they. I honestly think they like in the um, uh, in the prototype version. It was called vibranium. Now, I don't know if the person <laughs> doing the review a made a mistake or if, in fact, it was what they <laughs> called it, and they realized. Uh, you don't think we can call it vibranium? Uh, so yes, you are in this game. It's interesting. You're you're basically on a planet that's about to explode, and you've got your science crew. But you're not the only one. There's other galactic corporations also trying to do it. You are trying to work in harmony, but at the same time, you're trying to make as much profit as you can. This game has a a, a dice selection system where it is very oh. interesting. You will in, sort of like what Race of the Galaxy used to be, where you would have to in, you pick a card and say, "This is going to be my." Action, but nobody would know until you flip them all over. Mm -hmm. This is similar. There's, you know, there's six, there's six sides to the die, and depending on the action you pick, that's what's going to be executed for your action. As far as whether you're going to be able to, uh, you're going to be able to basically get resources, do whatever you want to do, and then there are going to be some special actions you take if you're the active player. But here's the cool thing: everybody picks their die, but if you are the active player, you're the 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 the, the lead player. You choose which order everybody gets to resolve their turns. So if somebody's making a plan to go, oh, you know what, I'm going to go over there and do this and this and this, this other person can go, yeah, but I'm going to have you do that last where you're going to be in a lot of trouble and get blown up even before you get oh, to do that. Oh, no, that seems almost very uh, very reminiscent of like a robo-rally sort of thing where yeah. you're, like, you're plotting out your turn and then one thing changes that just ruins literally everything. Yeah, the, the hexes have these die uh, have these die icons and in there's three different disasters that can happen, earthquakes, cyclones and geysers that can explode. And so there are buildings you are building on the planet to get victory points, but these buildings can all be destroyed, your people can be wrecked, everything could be really in tough shape uh, if you don't have protection. So there are three types of buildings you can build, some that will take advantage of the stock market. Yes, there is a stock market which you oh, can no. crash. Oh, so as you're mining a particular uh, ore, like say I'm getting Vibrium, and I'm yeah. saying, hey, Vibrium's worth like, it's worth like 10 bucks a pop. This is fantastic. Well, then, you know what? The guy who's the active player goes, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the stock market and raise it up one more time. Boo! And if you raise it too high, you crash the entire yeah, market. Yeah. And then you're forced to spend all of it. You have to, you have to sell all of your stuff at that new price, which is basically the new low price. Oh. You know what I love hearing about this is that I've recorded enough episodes with Sean from the BGA Board Game Alliance that I know that Sean's the one crashing the stock market on BJ. Maybe, maybe just to this? piss BJ off. Yes. He has yet to play this game. It's we, oh, we I had wow. it out for the last birthday party that we all had. It was his, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I had it there, but he never got a chance to play it. And this has Sean, my nemesis, name written all over it. There's a lot of take that that he's, can happen in yeah, this game. Yeah, and he's one of those guys, when you say take that, he gets the bullhorn to yell that take that because most of the time Sean doesn't win games. No. He just screws a person, BJ, yeah. and then lets somebody else win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I I really like it. I think there's some deep strategy and a lot of good replay value in this one. It's called Living Planet. Uh, of course, our buddies at Zulu's have it. It goes for about sixty bucks, and I'm sure you can get it wherever you can get board games or online. Living Planet. And now it is time for the Geek Sheet <laughs> with Vicky B. Hey, Vicky, what's going on? 
Uh, something I found interesting. Uh, so a poll was done on Ranker. You all watch Netflix here, right? Who, me? Uh, no, yeah, never I heard of it. So. Never all right. heard of it. Who here is guilty of binge watching an entire series? Uh, you. The, you Besides mean, me. Well, <laughs> how long? You mean like binge watching? I mean, obviously I do, but how long? Do, do, let's, let's say like it comes out and you either spend a day or two to watch yeah. the whole thing. I, I would say three days is my minimum. Yeah, I haven't. But I, but I do. I mean, three days, it's gone. Yeah, I haven't banged out one in a, like, in a single day. Did that with Lost in Space season two. Mm-hmm. It's usually that. been like a week or so that we'll do that. Uh, I think the quickest most recently was season three of Preacher because it was available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I know not Netflix, but kind of the same thing on right. that. But it was uh, we did that in about five days. But yeah, beyond that, no. I don't usually uh, try to block off that much time for something. <laughs> Do you remember the last show that you binge watched, Joe? Oh man, I, Daredevil season one. I want to say. No. Wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. It's been a minute. Uh, well, so Ranker put out a list of features that Netflix, and I'm assuming any other streaming service really needs to have, and it's just kind of like everyone's kind of given their opinion, and I want to see what you guys think. Okay. A browsing category for titles that are leaving soon. Yes, absolutely. There's been a couple of them because there are websites out there that will say, "Hey, these are the movies that, or the yeah, movies or TV shows that are leaving Netflix." Or coming exactly. Yeah. And uh, I never pay attention to those, and then I'm like, "Oh, I think I want to watch this," and I look it up, and it's like, "No, it left last month," and I'm like, "Son of a." Yep, I actually I had really a. Mad about it. I had all the scrubs on DVD, and I gave them away because I'm like, they're on Netflix, and then literally a month later, they're wow. gone. Um, so number two being the ability to remove items from your continue watching list. Oh yeah, when you're like, I don't want to watch that anymore. Right, and I really, really don't want to watch that anymore. Yeah, um, that's uh, a good one. How about a don't show me this or not interested button? Like, I yes. do not like Taylor Swift. Stop showing it to me. Oh, okay. I'm very, very passionate about yeah, this Yeah, thumbs down. I mean, everybody's got those. Yeah, right. Yeah, but just like, stop it. Like, or anything involving, like, <laughs> just kind of get the idea. Or the ability to manually mark something as watch. Something you might have not watched on Netflix. You saw it in theaters or you saw it on someone else's account. You just hit watch so you don't have to worry about it continuously trying to advertise to you. Yeah, I think just a random delete button or just like, just a, like I don't want to see this ever again. I, even my watch list, I would like it that they would put in the things that they're newer. You know, my watch list has stuff that I watched like three years ago, and it's the first thing that shows up. It's like I put something Would on my watch like list. Watch I go, this again? Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this new show. This is great. I'll, I'll watch Altered Carbon. I'll put it on my watch list. Well. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a Ricky Gervais show that I watched once <laughs> 10 years ago. And it's like, why is that the first thing that shows up when I'm scrolling through my watch list to find like what I'm looking for? That's a good call. <laughs> uh, another one, it's a binge feature that doesn't stop to ask if you're still watching. See, I treat those as commercial breaks. Like, oh, I can go to the bathroom now. Like, Vicky. I could always pause it, but okay, for some okay. reason, I'm that's like saying. the that's the universe telling me, go drink some water, go to the bathroom. Just I'm like, you can literally pause it, but you, you know what? That, that is that that's probably I should get up and walk around a little bit. I yeah. should stretch, maybe even go take a walk for an hour and then come back. Right. Uh, marking shows is finished when there's only one or two minutes left. Oh, that's the one thing I do oh, hate. It I sticks hate that. around there because you didn't watch the credits. Yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. Uh, an option to turn off the noisy previews while browsing, which Netflix actually just yeah, came out they saying they did, did this. I'm so happy that because that was one of those things that I like. I'm sitting there, I'm just trying to browse, I'm looking through these things, and you just get like blasted with like the autoplay. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, is the episode starting? Am I going to miss something? Exactly. Like, Jeez, like, guys, yeah. why? But I I know why they did it. But I'm glad they realized, hey, I'm a customer. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Or how about a digital suggestion box for potential new titles? Yeah. Hmm. Nah, I don't think um, I really care about that one, yeah. 
an alphabetical listing of their entire library. Like, really? No, That's I don't think dumb. I really need that. What if you search? Don't they you go exactly. uh, audibly, They go right to the alphabet? If you go A, it shows you all the A's? You I don't think. know. Thought um, they did. Hmm. Filters to see or not to see foreign language content. So if you're not one to like foreign movies with the subtitles to be able to filter to see them or not to see them. That is the beautiful thing about losing your hearing. I, I subtitle everything now, so I'm <laughs> so, so everything used to is it. Subtitled. Just watch the Jet Li movie that's completely a Chinese movie. Wow. Uh, yeah, and it really amazing. I mean, the special effects are really cool. Some of those Chinese gods and the myth is just insane. And Jet Li's been doing a bunch of them. And, and you've mentioned uh, some of these types of movies previously. The Sorcerer so. and the White Snake. Ooh. Good story about a, uh, basically a, 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 a female demon who is a white snake that uh, wins the love of a man who's mortal. But, oh, that can't go well. No, it never does. Yeah, it never, never does. <laughs> and some pretty cool special effects. Just insanity special <laughs> effects. Just out of, you know, th- think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but insanity with just cool. all sorts of demons flying around. And well, I'm down That's on demons. Netflix, yeah. It's, but, but it is subtitled. That's the thing. Yeah. And I'd much rather have subtitles than some dubbed-in voices. I'm done with those. And I, I agree with that just because, I mean, I get that for some people, like, the dubbing is going to be better because it's less distracting a lot of the times. But you don't get the actual um, the the emotion of the actor True. doing it. You get somebody who's in a booth who may or may not even be in the booth with a, the uh, another person that they're sharing a scene with. And with some of these foreign language films, the American dubbers just don't know the cadence. They don't understand... Yeah how to, you know, because the culture is different and, mm-hmm. they, and they have emotion put in different places than uh, American actors or, you know, or even whatever, European actors. So, yeah, I'm with you, Rev. And, I, and I'm so used to reading the words, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So totally. I, so I get that tone, even though it's not in the language I understand. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.